0: Welcome back to the Free by Design Podcast. I'm your host, Evan Williams, and this is episode 41. On today's episode, I'm going to talk about paring back paper. But before I get into that, I have a question. If you are on a boat and it had a hole in it, and it was taking on water, would you first start frantically trying to bail out the water? Or would you try to plug the hole first? Now, I know it seems really obvious when asked in this way, but so often in our lives, we frantically try to bail out the water first. When it comes to paper, that's the case. We don't plug the hole by addressing the source of the influx of the paper. We first go to organizing and recycling the paper that we have built up. So on today's episode, I want to talk about how we can plug the hole in a boat when it comes to paper, and then how we can bail out the water that's built up. So let's get right into it. One of the biggest ways of plugging the hole is setting up e-delivery. This is great for bank statements and bills. So if you have utility bills, credit card bills, um, or any bank statement, you most likely can log on and set your preference to be electronic delivery so many companies actually have the default set to a physical delivery in the mail. And, um, it's, it makes sense as that is like the legacy, um, method. But if you just take a little bit of time and take a couple extra steps, you can set up your preference to limit the amount of paper that you get by setting up that electronic delivery. And you get some extra bonus points here and save yourself some even more energy by setting up auto pay. I never used to be a fan of auto pay, but once I was able to pare back my expenses pretty in a pretty extreme way, um, I felt that it was safe to set up auto pay. And if you were interested in extreme expense management, I have two episodes, prior episodes, just on that topic. So have a look, check them out. And another approach that you could take to plug the hole in this paper boat (laughs) is setting up no mail lists. Now, I I spent a couple years living in the UK, and they have these mailers, uh, just like the United States. Only in the United States, it's so much worse. In the United States, I would sometimes receive, like, a packet of ads uh, printed on paper that were probably, like, around an inch thick. In the UK, I'd maybe get, like, five pieces of paper a week. So, I don't know if it's the same process all over the place, but there is a way that you can get your name on a no-mail list. So, you could ask your mail person... Uh, what that process is, or if they're aware of, of that no mail list. And it will basically get your name off the, in your, in your address, off of the list that the companies use to send you all of that paper, all those ads. And like I said, I was receiving in one week, like an inch thick packet of papers. It was awful. It's really upsetting that that's happening, and it's just it's so wasteful. So look into no-mail lists. Similarly, if you start relationships with new vendors or service providers, don't agree to receive physical mail. You know, don't, don't feel afraid to say no. You, know, you don't have to agree to it. Now, if that's the only way that they can send bills, that's, that's one thing. But if they're looking to just send marketing material, yeah, just tell them, no, don't send that. And you get bonus points here too. If you actually tell them why, you know, that, that you're a little upset that they are using so much paper in an unnecessary way and that you would prefer that they don't, or that they would just have another option for electronic delivery. And similar to this as well, if you're, it's a little off topic, but if you're ordering food from a restaurant and they're using styrofoam, please let them know that you're upset with that as well. And that you would, you would hope, um, that they would look into other options, more, um, friendly, um, environmentally friendly options because styrofoam is just so bad for the world. Okay, so let's get into newspapers and magazines. If you are one of these people that really likes something, like, physical in your hand, so, like, people that journal, um, I journal, but I, I journal electronically, um, if I was really into books, I would, uh, I would get a Kindle. Um, what I do right now is I, I just borrow books from either libraries or if I'm, um, Depending on where I am, sometimes it's like a hostel that has uh, a bunch of books that you can, you can borrow. But if you really do like having something physical, some people really like to have that when it comes to books and magazines and newspapers, then, then do that. You know, minimalism isn't about deprivation. It's, uh, it's not supposed to be painful in any way. But if you're seeking out this podcast and you're already into minimalism, then maybe maybe you'd be able to actually find the newspaper or the magazine that you like the most and just go with that one and pare back all the others and cancel those subscriptions. And when you're done with it, just remember to not only recycle, but think to donate. Donate to your local library you'd be surprised that they they might have space for a whole bunch of newspapers and magazines at least they could keep the newspaper until they would decide to recycle it if somebody in the community would really like to to read it themselves especially with the magazines the last thing is just go digital i've mentioned it already with the kindle and with looking for newspapers and magazines uh, electronically But really, just go digital in every way. The electronic delivery, everything and anything you can think of, send it digital. And also, get a library card. It's, um... Man, the idea of a library is just so... So innovative. Even now, it really stands the test of time. It's it's a wonderful resource. And if you're lucky enough um to have a really good library then you know what i'm talking about the the one in philadelphia and philadelphia is my hometown but the one in philadelphia you could rent musical instruments there and the books the amount of books they have is just incredible they have everything i've never gone and not been able to find the book that i want so get yourself a library card and use it all right so now we plug the hole as best we can. Let's start to bail out the water. Let's get rid of the excess stacks of paper. So, it's time to just pull the band-aid right off and do it. And this is the fun part. Make sure you have fun with it. We're going to go through the paperwork. We're going to do it systematically. This is what I did. I had two categories. I had keep and discard. The keep pile was... So when I had just converted over to e-delivery, it it was the bills that hadn't been paid yet. It was the bills that I had received and not yet had that e-delivery process in place. So I had a, a backlog of bills. So that's... I kept them. Because if I didn't, then I potentially would have missed a payment. But most of the other things... I was able to throw away and recycle. So this is the part where you're going to see improvements. You're going to see the stacks of paper disappear. And make sure you recycle them as best as you can. And it's going to be really encouraging, this step, because it's uh, it's positive reinforcement. You're going to see a lot of uh, progress here. And what you should be left with, and what I was left with, is a folder of paper that I needed to keep. And then, after that process of um, going to electronic delivery took effect, I was able to get that folder and not even have to use a folder anymore. Um, I paid those bills, and then electronic delivery took over, and I was able to throw out the old bills, recycle them, and I had. I didn't have to use a folder anymore. And that's where I'm at right now. Whenever I get paper, it's odd. It's for some weird reason. For example, my health insurance just recently changed, like, a policy um, with prescription drugs. I don't even get prescription medication, but they sent it out to everyone. And it was, like, 20 pages of paper just to describe the one little change that they made for prescription medication. So that came to me 20 pages and it came and it went to everybody else that has that, that insurance. It's shocking. And, and they, they already know that I want electronic delivery, but when it comes to that, that change, they needed to send it to me physically. And I don't know why it's really upsetting. (laughs) It's such a waste of paper. Um, but the point is is that you, it's going to be difficult to really pare back 100%. There's going to be these weird scenarios and cases where you're going to get mail. But just recycle it. It's likely not going to be necessary or important, and you can address it as it comes in. So the next way of bailing out... The water is with magazines and books and also newspapers. We've kept, we've, we keep talking about recycling, and that's certainly very important when it comes to paper. Um, but just remember, and I had mentioned it just earlier, is to donate as well. You'd be so surprised at what your local library would be so happy to accept. So I just want to say that again. The last thing is the sentimental, the somewhat important, and the extremely important pieces of paperwork. So the sentimental, this one was hard. This one's always hard. This is things like photos, or like love notes from high school, (laughs) or like the yearbook, if you still have your yearbook from from high school or college or whatever. That's the sentimental stuff. That's that's tough. But I bit the bullet with this one. What I did is... I took pictures of all of the physical pictures that I had. And I put them in the cloud. I did the same thing for yearbooks. It was, you know, the, the pages that my friends signed. Or the pages where there was pictures of me and my friends that... I wanted to remember them, so I took pictures of those, and I recycled everything else. It was difficult, but what I can tell you is when I actually had the physical book, and this was years ago when I paired this one back, probably 15 years ago, I was hardly ever going into the box that had that yearbook in it, that was underneath the you know, the basement, it was in the basement, it was out of sight, out of mind, now that it's in the cloud, I see it, I interact with those memories and those pictures so much more now, it, I have it in Google Cloud and every once in a while it'll come up as X years ago today, you know, this happened, it was a picture that I took, so it's not, (laughs) like, when it actually happened, um, when that memory was was being made, but the point is is I see it more regularly now, now that it's digitized. So don't be afraid to, to do that, to embrace putting things in the cloud or going with a digital form of things. In a lot of ways it's better, and if you ever want that physical copy again, you can always have it printed out really well on nice paper. Nice, glossy paper, and it's just as good as the original. Okay, so the last thing that I want to talk about are the extremely important documents. So that could be anything from, like, birth certificates, social security cards, um, maybe marriage or divorce um, paperwork that you need to hold on to things like that, or even if you have a vehicle, and you, you have the title, so there's some things that you can't just take a picture of and throw out, oh, another good one is um, a, uh, a degree, I know they, <laughs> some degrees are actually printed on really massive paper, really thick paper too, so that could be a big one. <laughs> I would argue that you could just take a picture and recycle that one, but anyway when it's extremely important the best I could say is all of that most likely for the for the under like a normal circumstance you could probably fit all of that into one folder and if you do and you don't have space for it, if you're planning on not staying in one spot for a long time, if you're planning on moving around a lot, it's not an issue if you are staying put. If you have a house or if you're renting and it's just one folder, it's not a big deal. Even if you're moving around a lot, you can stuff that in your bag you'd be fine. But if you didn't want to, you could try to work something out with someone that you know that actually does have a home that they they don't move As much that their lifestyle is more um, one where they enjoy staying in one spot for a long time. For an extended amount of time. So, if that's a friend or a family member, then perhaps there's something that you can do for them in return for you storing this folder at their house. I'm sure they would be fine with that. So, those are just some ideas of how you can keep the boat from sinking when it comes to minimizing paper in your life. It's the process that I've used, and it's worked really well, and I've gotten really used to it, and every time new paper comes into my life, I'm able to figure out if it's a result of a new hole in the boat that needs to be patched, Or if it's something that I just need to bail out. And once you get to a certain point, it makes maintaining it very easy. So, I hope this inspired you to take some steps to minimize paper in your life. And as always, keep cutting the noise and make room for what's essential. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, then please follow or subscribe to my podcast. Please also comment or leave a review. You can also follow me on Instagram under free by design channel.